TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. This is your good friend, Patrick O'Dowd, welcoming you into another edition of Hockey Talk here on the ChairShot Radio Network, part of the ChairShot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And I am joined, as usual, with my good friend, bandwagoner, partner in crime, exasperated with his computer, angry at the Skype, fighting everything on the planet, restarting, rebooting, doing it all, Mr. David Ungar. Thank you for not throwing your laptop out of the house. I thought about it, but it's got too much personal information on there, and that's probably not a good idea. You can always pull a Ron Swanson and just smash it with a hammer. Anyway. That that is true. You could do that. All in fun. Um. Dave, I, I got to tell you how much I appreciate you texting me on Saturday to confirm what you already know every every Saturday, and that is that uh, in the land of our, our kayfabe recording, as you're all hearing this on Tuesday, we're recording on Sunday, and I I, I got to say, particularly with this edition, this is actually kind of perfect timing because Tuesday we're going into Game Five. We could be going into a Stanley Cup clincher. Game five. I mean, it's a possible clincher for one Vegas Golden Knights. Those of you who watched the game on Saturday, we're going to talk all about that. But you, of course, know that 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 would mean that Vegas, who was up two to one going into that game four in Florida, took the pivotal game four to go up three games to one over the Florida Panthers. And what a what a game. Dude, just just what uh what a game and, and again we're gonna get all into it but just uh are you gonna do it or are you gonna try to go to vegas i wish man if work wasn't so crazy i would i would halfway think about going over there and just hanging outside of t-mobile and like i know like five years ago one of my friends who's a caps fan did the exact same thing went there hung outside of t-mobile with a lot of other caps fans but this would be different this is a vegas going for the clincher at home in front of their fans so I wish, man, but work is just ugly, brutal lately. So it's just, I can't, I'd have to fly over and I'm like, no, it's just too much of a hassle, but no, I, can really, I can really appreciate that. I got, um, you know, I got past my ugly time at work a couple of weeks back. We're now in kind of a little bit of a calm before the big storm that happens in August for me, as you all know, though vacation mode is coming for me, Dave. I'm, I'm very excited about vacation mode. Uh, and by the time vacation mode gets here, we'll be full on into musical chairs because I don't know about you. This, uh, this series isn't going to next Sunday, my friend. 
Well, we'll be able to talk about a Stanley Cup winner by next Sunday, my friend. Right, right. I think this is the next to last episode of Hockey Talk, regardless of whatever happens. Because, yeah, because the series would end on Saturday, right? Like, if it goes a full seven, because it was Saturday, but they skipped two days. So if they are skipping two days, then Sunday may be... You know what? Let me do this. Stanley Cup Finals schedule. Click. Okay. So game five. Oh, so game game seven. If it were to go to a game seven, would be Monday, June nineteenth. Juneteenth. Wow. Because uh, they're because it's gonna be up in Fresno that great. They're they're doing they're doing a full two days off between games. So game yesterday. They're getting Sunday and Monday, game on Tuesday. Then they're getting Wednesday and Thursday, game on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, game on Monday. Like, they're dragging this out longer than the NBA Finals, for crying out loud. Like, what? It's so nuts. Because you go through this, like, really efficient playoff system to get you here. And then you get here to the Finals, and it's like, you know what? No. No, you know, we're going to take our time. We're gonna we're gonna give these guys plenty of time to recover, do their thing. So uh, yeah, it, it, it's the championship. So it's like I, I don't have a problem with that. That's that makes a lot of sense. And I don't know, man. If <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, well, well, we'll get into it. I mean, Florida we'll did it, Florida it. did it once, but right. And, and we'll get into that in a second. I I do want to take a little bit of time. So this is TNT's first go around covering the final, like. This is like solely them. What have you thought of the broadcast so far? Other than I, I um, like uh, having um, God, what's his name, Darren Pang, uh, as a color guy. But I mean, that's the Blues fan in me, who's actually a little salty that uh, he's ditching us to go to a different franchise. But you know, that's neither here nor there. I thought it's been it's been fine. I would say maybe a little, I mean, the, the play-by-play and the stuff going on as the game's happening is, is, is quite good. I think analysis has been fine. I I don't have any issues with that. Uh, The stuff between periods has been a little sketchy. I know you've had some uh, concerns about certain things, um, but yeah, it's been okay. It's It's not concerns about certain things. Wayne Gretzky is terrible. Like, I just think he's terrible. Like, and here's, here's the thing is, I get that this is a legend, right? Like, get that this is the greatest hockey player, arguably, of all time for most people, period. He's the Mike, you know, he's the Michael Jordan discussion in the NHL, right? He, I don't know if he's a bad analyst or if it's just that he's old and discombobulated or what, but he's bad. Like he gets lost in what he's saying. He doesn't make a lot of sense sometimes. It's um, it's a very it's very similar. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the thing I hate doing on shows that aren't wrestling related, but I'm gonna talk about wrestling because I listen to two podcasts outside of the Chair Shot Radio Network anymore, and or three, sorry, three out in the Conrad Thompson family of network. Because I listen to the Eric Bischoff, uh, 83 weeks podcast. I listen to the Bruce Pritchard, something to wrestle with podcast and then i listen to grilling jr because jim ross wealth of knowledge and of those three jim ross gets the most lost in in the podcast and that's what i feel like i'm listening to when i watch gretzky like he gets so lost and it's 
it's actually, frankly, a little painful to watch. And is is I mute I mute the in between periods. And you you raise the analogy about Jim Ross. The problem Gretzky, with Gretzky is he doesn't have a Conrad Thompson to get him back on track. You know, and and the people that he's working with. I guess they kind of try, but not really, because they're they all seem to be into it into it for in business for themselves to use more wrestling parlance. But yeah, it's it's not what you know, like when NBC was doing it, and it was such a tightly run ship, and you know, you had you had Doc, and and you had all those other guys who would come in at the opportune time to comment, and then in between periods, it was just spot on. I mean, they still got some of the right. same guys, like in Anson Carter still there, and that sort of thing, but. Um, yeah, it's, it, you know, I would prefer if ESPN was doing all this stuff, but they're not. And that's okay. Well, and, and both brought you, you mentioned it, both broadcasts have their own sort of wars. Yeah. It's just it's crazy. Wayne Gretzky's only 62 years old. Like, like I just, for someone, he just doesn't, he just doesn't seem to keep up very well at all. And yeesh, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. But um, yeah, like you talked about the NBC crew, it was just such a different um, thing, and it's because they've been covering it for so long that they just you knew what they're going to do. You know, Kenny, you talked about it. You had Mike Emmerich, you had Kenny Albert, you had Gordon Miller, Randy Hahn, Darren Pang was with them. Darren Pang's there now. Um, Eddie Olchek, like there was a lot of similar names, but it's just I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's it's not the the it's the in between analysis too, right? Like I I don't I agree with you. I don't think it's the the actual broadcast. And you know, you talked about ESPN. ESPN was kind of the opposite. I, I liked their in between period, and I didn't mind. Like I think they had Tariko who was doing some of the games, and Tariko's an experienced hockey commentary. Like he's done it before. Uh, their display setup, or like I remember messaging you during the playoffs. When they would do the whole thing where they would put the name of the player next to who had the puck, I, I it right right up there with when ESPN or uh, NBC used to do the tracer thing on the puck. I was like, the this glow, is distracting. The glow puck, yeah, puck, right, yeah. the glow puck. Like I don't I don't understand what's going on. And you know maybe maybe I just I liked Mark Messier uh, as as a as an analysis analyst. I uh, I liked PK Subban oddly enough. Uh, though I didn't like his outfits, like he he tries too hard to be like I don't know like um, Deion Sanders back in the day or Terrell Owens and and those guys in between. Like I was like, why are you wearing ridiculous rather, shit? Rather rather Metro to steal stuff from the eighties, right? It was just it was just strange. It was like this doesn't I maybe that's just who PK Subban is, but like it, it seems like ESPN. If you were to look at the ESPN panel, there's always the one. There's like there's there's like the grounded sort of analyst guy then there's the weird suit guy that and they always just have somebody who's got like a weird suit or an outlandish suit or a colorful suit and, and you can call it style or whatever but it is what it is i i do think that's the other part of the tnt between period crew that i don't like they're boring what i used to like love, they really are boring what i used to love about espn was barry melrose but even barry's kind of seemingly lost a step a little bit the last oh, he's couple gone years. yeah he's gone um a little 
I don't know. Yeah. He still knows what he's talking I'm about. Senile, maybe not senile, but. No, it's not that. It's just, I think he slowed down. His delivery is a little bit slower than it used to be. He doesn't, he, he used to be the sharpest guy. I mean, just could pick up on stuff and, and analyze things on, on, a, on a whim. Like, wow, I didn't even notice that. But now you listen to him and I, and I hate saying that because I, I love Barry Melrose, but it's just like, ah, it's, he slowed down a little bit. He's still got the mullet sort of, but right. you know, it's like, ah, man, Barry, you're uh not quite what you were, but yeah, he's probably in his sixties as well. So, and took a few more shots to the head than Wayne probably did. True. No, I will. I will forever um, love watching uh, the movie Swingers. Do you remember the movie Swingers when they're playing Sega? I don't remember where, that, where they talk about how the Sega Genesis version of EA Sports NHL was better than all versions because you could make people's head bleed because they couldn't do fighting anymore, and so this is- and so Vince Vaughn while the guy he's playing isn't looking, says he's going to make Wayne Gretzky's head bleed. And and the guy walks away to go, like, pay for takeout food. And so he wipes out Wayne Gretzky and makes his head bleed. And he's like, oh, look at Wayne's legs all twitching and stuff. It's hilarious. I hope that never happened to Wayne Gretzky. And I don't wish Will on Wayne Gretzky. I don't think that there's something off with Wayne Gretzky. I just don't think he's very good. And I think, you know, his name is something special because it's Wayne Gretzky. But the analyst booth... uh in between periods, probably not the place for him. He's definitely yeah. not an he's definitely not a, a an in game play by play analyst at all. And it's weird he, he can't keep up in between periods. So I mean, everybody's comparing him and Ovechkin, and and I think um, from a physicality standpoint, Ovi's probably twenty times more physical than Wayne ever was in his career. And, right, and, and you know, so but I I don't remember Wayne being you know the subject. Of, it's not like Crosby with all the concussion issues that he's had. So no, no, not at all, not at all. It's just it's he just isn't good at his job. So all right, that is not to say that he wasn't good at his previous job. Definitely the he great was, one. He was an okay. earned nickname. He was okay. Yeah, he was he was solid. He was okay. He was solid. All right. We're going to take our first commercial break. When we come back, we will get into this Stanley Cup final series. We will look at what is potentially one game left airing later today, if you are listening to this Tuesday morning when it drops. So come back for that. You are listening to Hockey Talk here on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. All right, everyone. Welcome back to Hockey Talk here on the ChairShot Radio Network, part of TheChairShot.com. Make sure you get yourself over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash ChairShot. And support us by picking up a chair shot shirt. We got all kinds of great designs over there. Only $19.99. Spend a few dollars more for soft style. We will thank you. Your epidermis will thank you, as PC Tony will say. And Dave, there we go. We've paid all the bills. Paid all the bills. That's mission accomplished. Okay, let's get into this series. So 
I'm feeling pretty good about my prediction right now. Vegas has taken a commanding three to one lead in the series after what kid let's I want to read how the NHL the oh they changed the headline. Where did it go? They called it 17 seconds of chaos was how they described the end of game four. And dude, well, let's just start there. So let's let's play the scene for you with about three minutes, two and a half minutes to go. Vegas is up three to two. They had had a three nothing lead, a three goal lead. You know, as you like to say, Dave, the most dangerous lead in hockey. They gave up a goal late in the second period. You said the comeback is on. They scored again about what midway through the third. I want to say early, something early, early in the third. earlier like than that. Four it was early in. in the third. So, so we're we're full on one goal lead heading into the final two and a half minutes. I had uh, had to switch off the game from my television to streaming because I promised the little O'Dowd he could play Metroid Dread on the giant television instead of his Switch. That's that's the life of the fa- of a father of an eleven year old. So we get it here. Two minutes thirty five seconds to go. It's time for a face off. Florida finally gets control of the puck. They won like every face off down the stretch. Too. Vegas could big, not like, win if Vegas could have won face-off. any face off. They would have had an empty net goal. They could not. They just couldn't do they it. Couldn't win it. So so pulled goalie and Florida is really putting the heat on here because not only could they not win a face off, they couldn't get the puck like florida oddly enough seems to be at its best when it has six players on the ice and is in scramble mode and they're they're throwing shot after shot and aiden hill is making save after save there's blocks it's really ridiculous with about 18 seconds ago alex petrangelo gets the puck tries to shoot it around the boards shoots it up too high along the glass it ends up in the netting delay of game penalty and so here we are Six on four. And right before that, Dave has predicted another uh how has has mentioned to me via text that Florida has won like every face off. And he jokes like, watch, now Vegas will win it. They didn't, but Vegas in just a mad scramble in front of the net, including one hell of a pad save, whether it would have counted or not, by Hill on key uh, I'm sorry, Matthew Kachuk holds on to win the game three to two, heading back to vegas just your thoughts on the last two and a half minutes of that hockey game i think the thing is like i know you texted me earlier when they got the third goal and you're like welp and then like you were saying florida got a lucky goal you know fluky goal puck luck completely at the end of the second and the game completely switched like you were talking about like last night was like watching two games first half was just complete i mean like probably the most dominant period of the series for anybody was uh, the second period for Vegas. And that includes game two where they walloped them seven to two, but um, everything changed and Florida dominated that third period. I mean, Vegas was on their heels the whole time. And, and I think that continued through the third period right into the last two minutes. But yeah, you were wondering when was Florida going to pull Bobrovsky? Um, I think it was it was interesting. I, I mean, I texted this to you. The referees put their whistles away like midway through the second period. No penalties were called. They had to call the delay a game at the end, otherwise they wouldn't have. But I mean, there are some. Yeah, but uh, I mean, that was it, it was there, a really there, clean there, game, though. It was really a yeah. clean game, and it's been so chippy after. It was that. a very physical game. It though. Was. it was a very physical game. It was, and, uh, and, and Matthew Kachuk is hurting. 
Like that's the other thing that came out of game four. He is really hurt. He's definitely taken a beating and he's not at a hundred percent, but yeah, I think, you know, you talked about the block shots. Vegas made a lot of really big block shots down that last two minutes. I mean, uh, and they got lucky. Some sticks broke and some sticks got in the way of pucks going around in the middle of the ice. But yeah, at the end they had Florida had some really, really good looks and Vegas was in desperation mode because a Florida's not losing faceoffs and B Florida's not losing in overtime hasn't lost in 10, 11 consecutive overtime games in the playoffs. Right. So that's not happening. Um, and yeah, I think, I think Vegas just survived at the end. They, they didn't win. They survived. And now they're up three to one. Yeah, they are up three to one. They survived. Here's what I've seen. And, you, and I don't even know if you commented on this or if somebody else did. No, it was you. Florida Vegas is clearly the better team in my opinion. And so what Florida has done or tried to do, and it's kind of backfired in my opinion, is they've really tried hard to muck this game up to make it a, a, a an ugly, slow game and, and try to goad Vegas into some some poor decisions. And what I've seen happen is Vegas keep their cool Florida get penalized a lot and Vegas capitalizing on the power play. They have like Florida is not helping Bobrovsky when you've got, and I'm sorry, I'm going to talk about this guy, Matthew Kachuk. You know, we're talking about him hurting. He's also instigated a lot of stuff during this series. Like he has really tried to push people on the Vegas side of things. And like Jack Eichel's held his cool. Alex Pachangelo for the most part has kept his cool. These guys are not biting. Florida is getting hit with penalty after penalty Vegas is scoring on the power play on Bobrovsky and there's only so much Bobrovsky can do right now when you're you're when you're getting what five penalties in a game you know like and yeah you said no nothing was called that last period so it's finally like here are our guys here are your guys let's make it happen so I'd be too little too late at at this point Florida needs to you can't put a team like Vegas on the power play and and expect to get anything good out of it because yeah i think it, all things created equal all things being equal vegas is better at imposing their will on florida for long stretches of time than florida can i mean florida gets yeah you know it, it took it took a fluky goal last night uh for things to change and i think like for vegas maybe mentally they ran into a, a wall there after that goal happened and they just couldn't quite get back on track i mean they had some decent scoring off eichel had needed like in the third period it was standing right in front of them and it needs to bury that and the, the commentator right. said that uh but you know eichel's health is going to be in question because he took a shot to the neck so he was out sure. for a while came back but yeah i i think Bobrovsky made some really big saves down the stretch to keep florida within that one goal striking thing but yeah i think florida's got to clean up some stuff uh you know game five is going to be really interesting to see which team I expect the first 10 minutes to be basically like the last three minutes of this game was, it should be hugely intense because Florida is going to be playing desperate to not lose. And Vegas in front of that home crowd has got the cup in the building. And, you know, remembering what they went through five years ago, cup in the building and they had to watch it celebrated on their ice. Now they have a chance to completely flip the script. I expect Vegas to probably play their best game of the series. Um, they need to, and I, I, I think you know, the, Florida's been down three to one to theoretically. I'm not even gonna say arguably. Theoretically, 
on paper, Boston was the better team than Vegas. Well, they had the best season. They had the best season in all right. in hockey. But I think, like, and I you, think, like you know, that's that is, in, is that is that is without that argument. is without dispute. I think Vegas. You know, you look at the two teams and and why has Vegas thrived and Boston collapsed? Uh, Vegas probably built a little bit better for the playoffs than than Boston. Was. A little bit better for us. And again, they just they have not better goaltending. Panic. They've had much better. And here's the thing is we going into this series, we talked about Bobrovsky rightfully. So the guy has been unstoppable. It's time to give Aiden Hill his, his absolutely. Like he is every bit as hot a goalie right now as Bobrovsky was. And it's showing like even, okay. So you, you had mentioned this when we, when we texted right after game and I was like that, what an amazing fucking save by Aiden Hill and you're like well it probably wouldn't have counted who cares like a a, a, not, a goalie that's not as hot as Aiden Hill right now doesn't make a kick pad save at the zero hour on Matthew Kachuk you just don't so like Aiden Hill big and, and you're right Eichel's health is very very important to Vegas because while he is not like Marchessault has done all of the heavy lifting when it's come to like goals and, and that sort of stuff and plus minus and all that Jack Eichel, though, in the playoffs, seventeen assists. He's the engine. He, he's the engine. Yeah, he's the he's the straw that stirs the drink. He's been the star straw that stirs the drink. He's doing a great job, and you know this is why Vegas got him. It was for for stuff like this. Wasn't so, he? So he was like it was McDavid went one and Eichel went went two, right? If I remember correctly, something like that. Yeah. And Eichel is now poised to be the one to win the cup first, which I say I applaud him right. and kudos to you, sir. Especially every I, and McDavid didn't need artificial disc replacement surgery like Eichel did already, and, right. and getting in that big pissing contest with the Sabers was probably the best thing for his career. Was for Buffalo to dig their heels and said, "No, we want you to have a fusion." And Eichel's like, "Screw you." And now look at him. So, yeah, I think Eichel's health is going to be a key. Um, I, you know, I don't know. How are you? I'll, I'll turn around. How are you feeling about game five? Do you think, do you think Vegas puts it away or or do you think Florida extends this thing? And, and I, I think it goes, I think it goes six. I still think Vegas wins. I think it goes six. I, I think that one of the things that really concerned me about how Vegas played when they had the lead, and this happens so often, they... You know, Florida put you know put the heat on. Vegas also seemed to be playing, seemed to have switched modes and wasn't attacking. And I hate it when teams do that. Like you have been playing one way to win a game all series, and you have a chance, like step on the throat, get it. And they, you know, whether it was the fluke fluke goal or the second quick goal that that sort of changed their mentality, but they just seemed to be on their heels. Can't play on your heels. I, you know, I think that it's not like I don't wouldn't be surprised if they won it in five. I just think that if there's one thing Florida has shown, they're phenomenal in desperation mode. And I could see that happening again. So I actually, you know, while Vegas probably should win game five, I, I don't think they do. I think it's going to it's going to go to at least six. I mean, we saw against Dallas, Vegas struggled to put the stars yeah. away. And and, you know, it came down to a situation where you thought, oh, well, they're going to be in Dallas. Uh, game six, Dallas is going to push it to seven and, and they blew him off the ice. Um, I, I tend to agree with you, although I think it's really dangerous to give Florida any momentum at this point because they're going to just look at it. Oh, it's the Bruins series again. And, and this has not been like the Boston series was where they were outmatched and then 
Boston decided we don't know how to goaltend anymore and it was all over. This right. has been a different series. Uh, I, I just, I think, you know, Vegas has got to, like you're saying, go for the throat, come out with everything you've got, try and bury these guys under an avalanche as much as you can in that first period, ride that wave of emotion. Um, Cause yeah, I think, you know, it, it's, it's a risky proposition to give this Florida team momentum. You know, go, you go back to Florida for game six, chances are you're coming back to Vegas for a game seven. Um, and right. I, I know what you're saying about, you know, taking them out in game six, but I just think Vegas has got to do better on the faceoff circle. Plain and simple. You're not going to win. You're not going to win losing everyone. Cause I mean, you just give teams too many set plays and opportunities. We've already seen Florida score a set play off of a yep. faceoff. So yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I know I picked Florida to win. I'm not so sure about that anymore. I've seen enough from the series to know that Vegas presents some wrinkles that Florida doesn't exactly have answers for depth being the big one, you know, and I thought Boston had better depth, but I think the big difference is, you know, Linus Allmark and, and Swayman, you know, Allmark was hurt. Apparently uh, Swayman got to play that one game. Aiden Hills, not either of those and is playing out of his mind. So I think that's, if you're Florida, you can't rely on the fact that we're going to get some softies here. And, and I think right. that's, that's going to be a big factor. That first goal game five is going to be really huge, but yeah, I, I like Vegas to put this thing away. I think maybe they've learned enough from the Dallas series to say, okay, we know we, we know what we need to do. Let's do it and get this over with. So, hey, parade on the strip. That might be fun. I think it would be fun. I think that party would be intense. <laughs> and hopefully we're hopefully by not next Sunday, but the Sunday after we're talking. Maybe by next Sunday we're talking about a party on the strip. Probably. Who knows? We'll we'll be here to report and talk about it if it is. But if they win Tuesday. Got to figure. They'll do the parade like Saturday or something. Now that might be hell doing. yeah. There we go stream that shit. We'll watch <laughs> it. We'll we'll figure it out. It'll be a good time. So, and maybe Dave will be there. We'll, we'll have a man on the street. Everyone, how fun would that be? Well, so I don't know. We'll figure out. But hey, until then, we'll be waiting and watching and hopefully see a couple more good games, great games down the stretch, and, and get every ounce out of this hockey season that we can. Dave, we're going to get out of here on that note. Tell everybody where they can find you out there in the Twitterverse, the socialverse, the everythingverse, as well as how to find them, how to find you on the Chairshot Radio Network. You can find me on Twitter at Attitude Ag, that is at Attitude A-G-G, or Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. Very nice. You can catch me on the Chairshot Radio Network every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Mondays, I am talking nerdy stuff with david ungar and a cast of other characters on bandwagon nerds tuesdays it's hockey talk slash musical chairs with the aforementioned david ungar wednesdays talking wrestling with one greg demarco on the greg demarco show follow me on the twitter at wrestling realist at w-r-e-s-t-l-n-g-r-e-a-l-i-s-t that's going to do it for this week's edition of hockey talk be sure to catch us next week when we will probably if the numbers and odds hold be talking about a Stanley Cup champion. You've been listening to Hockey Talk here on the Chairshot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot.com. Ah!